Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Mary. And I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning with us as always. On this episode, we're going to discuss... I guess, labels and potentially being put into boxes or being limited and how it's affected us in a sense and how it's either shaped us in a good way, bad way, in between as we approached our 30s and now into our 30s, how we're dealing with those labels and possible expectations of any, like I said, of those limit, those labels or boxes that we're being put in. Yeah. So I guess the best way to tackle this, if you want to just kind of throw out some of the labels that (laughs) have been cast upon us. You looking at me because you just know I'm ready to fire. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the people have been uh, trying to box us in. So I mean... You got anywhere from like age, like when I was younger. And yes, looking back at it, yes, I was probably young and should have just sat somewhere. But just sometimes (laughs) just being shrunken down to size or just like pushed to the side because of age and be like, well, you're young, you don't understand. Or you're young, like you'll grow out of it. Or you're young, now's not the time to talk about it. So between like age, gender, you know, being a female, especially like I think for us in our 20s, that's when it's like that wave of, independent woman and you got scrubs pigeons yes 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 you got it was like that fight it was a man versus woman it was like it was a low-key little fight so then now it's like Mm -hmm. you know the angry black woman the aggressive black woman the hbic you know just all of that yes you know so it was like sometimes it's just like between being female between being a black female yeah, you know, which so can would... be two separate battles, by the way. Like exactly, come with different hurdles, exactly, and, and extras. You know, and then like I guess for me personally, I think a lot of things like some labels, whether it's like socioeconomic, people would just make assumptions about me because I did have the privilege of growing up in a somewhat middle class, or just I grew up in the suburbs, so you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did too, actually. People yeah. saying certain things. I grew up in the suburbs, but a lot of my extracurricular activities were in the inner city. So then, just meeting with a different crowd, like after school, and trying to blend in, and sometimes you'd be pushed to the side. And then I ended up still dealing with it. Like that's high school years, but going into college, kind of dealing with that because you know, obviously, people were coming from different backgrounds mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At, at your at your um, school or whatever. So just dealing with that, and uh, why do you talk like this? Why do you dress like this? Or you wouldn't understand. You said X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. or whatever. So or it was uppity. Yeah, bougie. like just automatic assumption. You know what I mean? Um, about me without even knowing me. Like I'm equal parts Taylor Swift and equal parts like knock a few buck. Like stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yes. You know, so that for me is like people like, first of all, and I don't like that now in my 30s. Like, don't, 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 don't touch on my money. Like, don't try to talk about it. Yeah, don't don't, count, count even, don't count my coins. Exactly. Yeah. So I think between like socioeconomic, 
people would say daddy issues, I guess, um, from growing up from a single parent household. Oh, you got daddy issues. They call me intimidating. People will call me flirty, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> With a question mark on the end as you drag it out. And you know, being late. I was late though. I got to take that label. I got I to gotta take that on the chin. I was late. I'm still yeah. late. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I'm gonna let you rock, but yeah, I'm working progress. <laughs> a work in progress. Can't fault you for that. Can't no, but so, yeah. I mean, yeah. what about yourself? Like, how it like? I second all of those motions. Definitely work like working in a corporate setting. I think there's a like a millennial label in there. When I was younger. I had like a, she's heartless or she's, you know, she's cold hearted because Mm. there was this perception that I was like closed off or because I'm an introvert and I'm a little like on the, I don't know, I'm I'm an observer. And so I'm not like super outgoing, whatever. So there was also like a, she's standoffish, unapproachable. She thinks she's better than all of that. All of that. Know it all uppity. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like just like okay, you can't win if you're quiet, you're, you're standoffish. If you're loud, you're you the aggressive black woman, or yeah, yeah or you or, want attention, yeah, like aggressive. yeah, exactly. So a little bit of all that, and I guess we we can try to like dissect <laughs> some of this, <laughs> uh, you know. And let's tackle a few. Let's yeah, tackle let, a let's few. tackle a few that are that are kind of like maybe a little more blanketed. Um, and other people might experience I guess guess let's try to especially if we if any of the ones mentioned I guess are manifesting into our current lives like I said like as we're approaching 30 and now into our 30s or if they had any positive and especially like any negative towards our development you know what I mean towards who we are now how did those labels affect us yeah I think I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jumpstart this with, for me, like the ageism millennial thing. So with that label and, and the assumptions that kind of come with that, I think there's an association with laziness, um, entitlement, being selfish, uh, like unable to commit to be consistent, like basically like being flaky. I I think a lot of, I've seen a lot of those adjectives kind of thrown around as it relates to our um, age demographic. And I think like maybe with interviewing or even just being in the workplace, I think it did impact some of my, um, like my work interactions in the sense of, I don't know if we can, you know, choose you for this project, or I don't know if you're going to deliver the things that you're saying that you can, if we give you this job or we give you this promotion, how long are you even going to be at this company? Yeah you know how you you know how the the millennials are the younger generation like they can't stand still they jump ship and and just like I don't I think it just overall just like it has like a bad taste it has like a negative connotation to it like and that's why 
oh go ahead, go ahead. no i was gonna say is it possibly like the a frustration of trying to like constantly having to prove yourself yeah and it, i mean like for me like i really tried not to divulge my age or like talk about things at work that i think will kind of give it away like yeah. where i fall or like i feel like pressure to act more mature that's what I, that's what I, was yeah. like, I feel like i you know i'll try to like chime in on conversations maybe that are with the older crowd where they're talking about family life and like you know buying a house or like whatever to try to fit in i think because i just don't want them to think like oh on the weekend she you know she's going out you know acting reckless or being irresponsible especially in the industry that i work in where security cybersecurity concerns and like they like they don't understand social media i don't want them to think like oh she's blogging she's you know yeah. snapchat you know this sorry I just whatever they want to like associate <laughs> us with whatever the newest thing yeah. is right now but you know like i just i don't i didn't want to have any of that like kind of like roped in to what is believed about me at work so i don't know like I, no I, you- I hear you and i think that like a little bit especially in the work world with that whole like millennial and not being able to sit still and they're you know and the statistics i mean it does show that that a lot of people nowadays are at a company maybe two to five years at best before you know moving somewhere else just because that's the better way in terms of whether it's monetary or just exposure and experience that you know upward mobility upward is not mobility. Yep. easily achieved staying within your company nowadays it's a slower process so but what's interesting is i feel like when i was like younger and like starting my career and I felt like there was like that greater interest in sometimes getting a younger employee whether it was just because of the physical aspects of the job it was because you could pay them a little bit less so I didn't really experience a lot of that well what are your goals here you know and then I started like I think after a while I would say in like my mid to late 20s I would get certain questions at interviews that I knew that they were kind of like probing in a sense where it's like are you new to the area you know because if they're wondering like there's people like want to sometimes like move or asking you know am I planning to continue my education because I guess maybe in the back of their heads they're like well once you finish a degree we know you're out of here you know so certain things like that that mm-hmm. would nitpick a little bit on yeah. the resume or well why'd you leave that one because now they're starting to think like we see this pattern your last two companies you were there maybe three four years are we now going are we the next box to check off for three four years so i did start to notice some of those questions where it felt a little bit like yes you're in this interview room with me but at the same time you're having all these thoughts like running around your head about me already and these assumptions or even like sometimes you can just feel and let's just be honest like as black women you could just feel in the room that you're being looked at head to toe in a like professional aspect like your hair is interesting or you know that Mm -hmm. kind of like just whatever so then you start to especially me people that knew me like and I always say this about me right because I'm like I might not know what's going on but in my life I I I, my landmarks are what music was out and what was my hair doing so then after a while (laughs) (laughs) my hair started being the same color all the time the same style like I would switch up from braids to like a protective hairstyle to like my hair was relaxed my hair was down my hair was colored my hair you know, it was curly. So now I kind of just 
keep it the same for the most part whether it's just also like you know you get older and you just don't have as much time and effort to like do all these styles or if you know you think about it and the underlying is the whole is this a professional look like I I'm I'm moving up in my job in a sense so more people are seeing me I'm presenting more I'm not just like a notch at this company like I'm you know a valuable member and then the more and more that I started to kind of rise in companies the less and less I started to really express myself with my outfits and my hair so that professionalism label is a big one that's such a that's such a good point because now I'm actually thinking back and I didn't even I didn't even really notice interviews I tend to always straighten my hair even if I'm pulling it into a bun or something I tend to always wear my hair straight knowing damn well like day one of the job I'm coming in with my twist out or (laughs) (laughs) or whatever and I wonder maybe that is no not maybe it probably it likely is just an internalized expectation or pressure that I put on myself that equates like the European look or professional means yeah you need to look like this that's interesting I, I like really I'll still the good thing yeah I'm the same way though I probably do have my hair in nice sleep but when I'm going um to an interview whether it's a blowout or whether it's like I actually straightened it but it's, it's typically or if I have braids everything like I said it's typically being put into like a nice um neat bun but I would at least, you know, do the braids and things like that. I just may not have like a variety of colors or ombre tips or things like that. And, you know, I don't, too, though. I mean, yeah, we're not going to take so, away from the fact that, you know, yeah. you do want to look like you yeah, care to be in the yeah. room. Like you're not just coming in here, wrinkled shirt. And oh my God, I see so many people coming to these interviews nowadays. I'm like, oh, all right. you can't just wear a a, a little spaghetti strap tank top and a blazer like you can't you know some Mm. of us are just top heavy you know from like our chest you know just I mean like and it does suck I'm a person that it is annoying to have to be mindful of an outfit because of cleavage I'll, I'll admit that that is annoying I can't just be as I'll just throw this on as it used to be back in the day. They don't sit the way they used to. And I can't relate. But But what I was going to say is I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there is some, like, obviously when we were younger, what we were, what we saw in terms of like representation as to what was considered professional, what was considered neat or kept or something like that. Yeah. I think for me, I started changing my appearance mean like dulling down my appearance as I got older for for whatever reason just wanting to blend in like meaning I just didn't want to like really pop out too much you know I just didn't want to be noticed and what's funny about that is I had that same insecurity or issue when I was like younger that like I never really wanted to be noticed in school so that's why like everybody like you know nowadays when I run into somebody like in town or if it's at a reunion or something like oh Jay was so quiet or this that and the third or she never really hung out after school one that had to do with like being sheltered and the environment that I was in but also like I just was just so insecure that I'd rather go unnoticed I never wanted to be noticed between like bullying or even if you know like back I I feel like in our day it was like lighthearted fun you know you might crack on somebody or something like that nowadays I know it can escalate but back then it was just like cafeteria fun but I like if I could avoid (laughs) 
being on anybody's radar, that was me. And then like yeah. in my 20s, it's like hair is this way, outfit is this way. You knew I was in the room. Like whether it's at work or it's at a party, you knew I was in the room. And now I'm like back into my 30s where I'm going into that like dulled out modest mouse. And I'm not really sure what that transition was. I don't know if it was after I got married and you want to like put on this label of what it means to be somebody's wife, you know what I mean? And being like, calming yourself down or just whatever um but I noticed that I'm back into that my hair is pretty just simple nowadays my drip my fits I really just wear like navy and like burgundy I wear like the same colors all the time um when I'm going yeah. to work, like majority black with a splash of <laughs> dark blue and dark red and like <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just still a dark color the uniform colors like blue yellow i mean that is i'm literally just realizing that on air so like obviously you know we're working through it and you guys are working through it with us um but that idea of kind of like diminishing yourself a little bit or 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 letting yourself you know it's one thing when somebody limits you and puts you into the box and it's another thing when you now throw yourself in a box and mm-hmm. shrink yourself mm-hmm. I think to piggyback off that statement, which two snaps, you know, for that, (laughs) while we're just speaking about like the professional world, professional setting, jumping into angry black woman, or just being the only black woman. That part. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, I guess those are two separate things. Because we've both, we've both experienced being the only black person the only in the room high school my classes college majority of my classes now in my work world 10 years into a career the only one yeah being one of one and having to represent you know the entire race in my Um, department obviously you know in the in the building you see people in different whatever um in facets but in my department especially being you know sometimes higher up yeah I pretty much the same up through up through school and then current employment previous employers I've definitely been if not the only one there's been maybe four or five of us and of the five probably one or two including myself are women so that comes with a whole lot of expectations like you said being put in a box limitations and just I think not issues but like it's it's problematic it's problematic (laughs) yeah I mean it's it's, it's problematic I mean the kind of like obviously nobody I don't I, I would hope not in your experience nobody flat out and says it I feel like like as you were speaking, the things I could think of with being the only, and I started to think about other departments and performance evaluations. And sometimes when you think of like promoting someone or just putting someone like at the front desk or just whatever, you know, I will sometimes tend to hear certain words that are descriptors for the non-persons of color, like where it might be, oh, they're a little shy. They're a little timid. Um, They might even say that they're spacey. um, Not sure if they're committed. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. But then you get sometimes to the person of color and like, it's like, oh, well, you know, sometimes so-and-so can have a little bit of an attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not sure if we want to put them right at the front desk, punctuality. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
I find that like, you know, everybody across the board has a functionality issue sometimes, you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. working like in a city and you're relying on the Metro and I'm just like, but like, it's just interesting sometimes where the verbiage that is used depending on the person to a point that you can just start to kind of hear it in your head before the person even says, I'm like, they're going to bring up appearance and, you know, mm-hmm. um, never know what her hair's doing. Sometimes it's red. Sometimes, you know, it's like, what, what do you mean what her hair's doing? Like, what does it, you know? And then of course, being a female. So that's what you're saying is like, they're two different things. It's like a person of color. And then also gender related issues where it's like, you know, wondering if the person is attached, wondering if the person is in their childbearing years and or starting a family, like, are they going to be out on maternity leave anytime soon? So all these just kind of just things like these, these, like the, these things that come, that come up in meetings sometimes where I'm just like, literally, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then not feeling like you can say anything because if I say, how dare you, I'm the black woman with then the attitude, I'm aggressive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then, then it's, they're shocked and appalled. That yeah, not that up. I'm speaking up for people that are not in the room and just even in general, even the person that you called spacey or shy, you know, or timid, that was not a person of color, but it's like, you know, you have that like gall and then you're the one, you want to speak up for that person that can't defend themselves because they're not in the room right now or it's not nice to make that like assumption, but then you're mm-hmm. just like, all right, well, I'm not the only one that heard it. So I don't need to be the token person now speaking up because everybody else heard it. Nobody else wants to speak up. All right, well, I'm gonna just sit here as well because I don't need the double whammy of being the aggressor in the room. Yeah. I mean, I've had really inappropriate water cooler conversations at work where you know the co-worker that think like they say things jokingly but they're dead ass serious and yeah. mad offensive and you try to like play along but then they like sh- like strike a nerve so I've had the what are you on your period oh um you haven't gotten any lately right you're Let's tense see. yeah yeah like oh you you need a man to loosen you up type type of thing uh, going to appearance many a many a many a questions anytime you come in with a new hairstyle I actually just had <laughs> the other week I had box braids in like hip, like hip bone length uh someone at my at my job so like asking all these questions so can you just explain to me like what is this and and just just oh just to like my hair like what not is this? still in 2021 after How? the year we had last year oh yeah total, still, total the audacity dis- total disregard like for anything that the climate or you know how much of this is your hair can you show me like he actually asked me to show him <laughs> Uh, up to my like on my body where my hair stopped and where the fake hair was added how often do you do it like all of this stuff oh my god it's always the so how do you wash those like (laughs) implying about my hygiene exactly (laughs) please i could go down the laundry list of like the hair the hair shenanigans but my point is if you know jane smith non-black person is at the office and she comes in with a couple tracks or extensions are you asking her these questions are you is everyone amazed you know by that her hair is longer this week than it was last week like 
no, but why do you feel comfortable talking to me about my appearance? Like, I'm sorry, did you get the email and the Excel spreadsheet that I sent? Because that's, that's, <laughs> that's what, what we're I'm here to discuss. That's what I'm yeah. here to do. Um, I don't know, like, why what I look like has anything to do with you. And it's just so frustrating just to feel like, because I do, I do feel like a way when I go to work, like hyper-conscious of that stuff. Like when I got my hair braided, the only reason why I did it, honestly, is because of like us being in the times when right now where we're not really working at the office and it's like pretty much working from home. So I don't encounter people that much, but 2019, I would have never like gotten that hairstyle just for the simple fact that I did, I wouldn't want to have to explain myself. Yeah. So like, it still affects me, like feeling like I have to answer for myself or like feeling like I can't express myself how I want to because someone else is looking at me. Someone else's opinions of me may change or, you know, I may fall into the, stereotype of what they thought about me coming into the job you yeah. know so yeah listen we're here so i'm i'm just gonna take it there <laughs> just jump just jump yes. we're already here and, and in a sense of you know being put in a box it's the you don't sound or you don't act black box and it's the box and what's and i'm you know you might make the assumption that this is coming from non-persons of color. No, this is from both ends being put in that box. I literally, even pre, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, I did more behind the scenes work and like care coordination and just some management. So I, I mostly dealt with clients on the phone and every once mm-hmm. in a while meeting them. And speaking of audacity, it's literally, and I, I can just tell now, sometimes people won't say, it, but you can tell on their face that I'm not what they expected to see walk into the room. Mm, I know on the life. phone, people tell me, I know on the phone sometimes, you know, and I mean, but that's the thing with us is we got the power to code switch. Like I know how to code switch. Okay. Mm-hmm. My voice on the phone versus my voice right now. It's two different things. So walking into the mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. and, you know, you can just tell sometimes you're not what the person's expecting. I've had people say it to me. Not, I mean, they weren't trying to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. was what to me, the disrespect is it's just always this like, and I hate generalizing people because it's like you're doing the same thing right back to them is that there are just some white people that just have the audacity. Like, did you hear what just came out of your mouth? Did you think it's okay? You can't just talk to people however. And it's like, literally I've had people say, can I just be honest? I thought you were a white woman. <gasps> just blatantly I, like that? Yeah, no, I've had people say that to me. I had this other lady, like, I don't know how you wow. can tell somebody's hair color over the phone. Another lady told me, she's like, I thought you, I just honestly expected a white woman with blonde hair to walk in here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not. And um, I was just going to say, like, how do you react to that? Like that one, like I, I actually kind of walked out, not so much that I was upset by it, but I'm like, this is how you're starting it. Like wasting my time because that was a meeting that got added on very last minute. And it's already like, I remember, cause it was like December time, holiday time, people trying to leave work early. And we added on this last minute, 5:30 thing. 
I walk in before other people walk in, but I walk in and this is how you kind of like introduce yourself to me. And I'm just like, so funny. I'm like, I'm not, I was like, actually, I don't know if I'll be attending this meeting just because it was added on very last minute and I had prior engagements and I walked out, just wanted to introduce myself, but you can get the rest that, you know, you can, everything can be laid out to you. You know, my, my, my partners will be coming in and I left because I like that. That's not like, no. You, you, we accommodated this and this is how like I walk in the room and how you introduce yourself. That's not happening, sweetheart. So that's on the one aspect where it's the, well, you don't act or, and sometimes they don't have to say that. You could tell you've been put in that box where, you know, you walk in, they're a little shocked and it's, so are you from around here? Kind of like I infiltrated the system. How did I get here? Like they're still living in their mind in a segregated world. So how did, how did you? get here are there more like you here should i know that this company is about that you know you got to get that feeling of uh-huh and they're like so are you from around here have you been with the company long yeah and- i need the bio to justify <laughs> to justify your presence. how did you get here yeah so that's on that one aspect but then obviously you know my people <laughs> my people my people my why do you people. talk like that you don't sound black where uh, did you grow up you must have money like all this like oh, assumption and it so it's like you're that. getting it from both sides and you just all right i'm gonna just stay in the house because <laughs> you can't win for losing i, I can't win i'm stepping outside i can't win on either side so i'm gonna just stay in the house at this point <laughs> yeah i hate that you don't sound black oh my gosh the way it gets under my skin like what does it sound like i'm what does black sound like like uh like, did yeah <laughs> there's like local dialect like somebody speaking from new york is going to be different from philly from florida from st louis like hello exactly and i feel like even with that you i mean there's white new yorkers that talk just like how like a white person from brooklyn i guarantee you if you (laughs) hear them you will know okay this is someone from brooklyn (laughs) but how are you distinguishing between the white and the black part that's that's where i get hung up and it's just so ignorant and and then again it comes with assumptions okay so now because i quote unquote sound white which i'm assuming people equate it to education articulation like i'm assuming that's that's where they're getting this from so okay so now that you're assuming that about me you're approaching our interaction differently like I just don't understand. I, that's the label. I, I don't understand that label. That's exactly how you just put it. Is that being put in a box or a preconceived notion, or you've put me somewhere already. You've defined how this experience is going to go before I even walk in the room sometimes. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Or yeah. literally as I walk in through before I even open my mouth, you've already established how this is going to kind of go. Yeah. Which is unfair and ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, okay, so... I guess. I mean, and it's, I mean, listen, like, okay, because we, we really want to tie it into like approaching thirties or now into our thirties, how we're dealing with it. Clearly it sounds like we're not like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's still a work in progress. It's still a conversation that's continuing to be had, which is annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And a big part of it is I'm now on, at least for me personally, I'm on this fence, as I was saying before, is maybe in my twenties. I think also because you're a little young and maybe you don't stay at a company or 
you don't know to have a certain decorum that how you get me is how you get me. And then once I get a little bit more invested as you mature and get older and you want to be invested and you want to get taken seriously in a sense, and you start to shrink yourself because I go to, I put myself in that same box that you put me. Okay. Is this, if, if you're going to take me serious, this is how I have to present myself, or this is what I'm seeing. And I, whether consciously or not, start to limit myself or I shrink myself. I remember a director that I worked for called me intimidating. And I think, you know, he, he honestly didn't mean harm by it. He's the nicest person still. I've gone back since to, you know, I've, I've returned back to that company and would do it a thousand times over. But I think in his sense, it was like, I know you took care of that client. You know what I mean? And, and handled it because you intimidate me. It's exactly what he said. He's like, you're intimidating. So I know I have no question that you can do this without any help and that you took care of it in the way that it needed to be taken care of. And, you know, so I pat myself on the back a little bit. I felt good. I felt good. Then like on the ride home, I'm like, oh, words. I'm like intimidating. So then I remember I spent like two weeks just kind of shrinking myself and I'm like, okay, let me be a little nicer before I hang up the phone. Let me, you know, walk it. Let me try to be on time. Let me, let me invest myself a little different. Yeah. And try to be pleasant. And then I think they're all kind of like, did you come down with something? Like what's wrong with you? Is something going on at home kind of thing? Like they're looking at me like, who is this foreigner that's walking in here? All jolly go lucky. And it's just, I don't know, but I, I just remember like, shrinking myself a little bit and just feeling like I don't want to be that person I don't want to be aggressive or attitude or we can count on her to roll her neck and get the job done kind of thing versus uh-huh. like she's a firm person you know what I mean I want the adjectives to be more like that like she's reliable she's firm um she doesn't back down things like that not yeah attitude defensive like intimidating like Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like that is less of a personal thing and more of a cultural societal thing that when it comes to Black women, those are the adjectives that are used. Cast on them. Yeah. That is, that is just unfortunately the umbrella that we fall under. And then it's, it's kind of hard to shake that and not to like internalize the label and feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself or, um, you know, like you have to work extra hard to not be that person and not live up to those expectations. Like, like you said, okay, I know, she's going to have an attitude in the morning. Yeah. I know she's going to, you know, snap on me or whatever. So then it's like, you, you are walking on eggshells. You are walking around with this chip on your shoulder that is just constantly telling you like, no, 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 no. Make sure you smile. No, 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 no. Make sure you know, you, you're you're, like you said, pleasant, you know, you know, make sure that you uh, put a, have a nice day at the end of your email, you know, make sure that you, when you pass people in the hallway on the way to the restroom that you, you know, make eye contact and you're, you know, approachable, you know, like, or if someone wants to talk to you that you're open and receptive and you feel like you have to like be an overdrive Um, to make yourself more palatable to others. Um, And it's, 
it's it's a lot like <laughs> it's a lot to to um live up to it's a lot to it's, live up to it's just i don't know if the word is frustrating like i'll be like i'm very sad right now just thinking about it like i'm just not in an okay space you start to think about like the black tax and like just all these other things and that's 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 the frustration is like is life going to be this constant need to prove yourself or to be in defense mode like you don't want like you just want to walk into work and exactly all those things that you just said I don't want to have to be self-conscious about them or I'm having all these extra thoughts and um, all these extra considerations it's just like walking down the street and you know hands in your pockets, things like that, that you're going to tell your black sons, like, it's just all this extra work Mm -hmm. where somebody else can just walk down the street and just be willy nilly. They can do whatever with their hair, you know, come to work with it wet, have the ends be random green from a weekend out, like just, Mm -hmm. and not have, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm never going to say that someone else doesn't have their own struggles going on, but it's just, like I said, this like idea of like, just the black tax, like we, or, or just even having to work, twice as hard um just to do something and you're constantly proving yourself or you're constantly on defense mode because I'll be very honest what it just got me to thinking because I was speaking about how I just recently went back to a job with an old director so um I had mentioned on an earlier episode for those of you that are new to the podcast that um I recently maybe you know I would say literally at the start of start of the podcast. So just earlier in the year, um, you know, earlier in the spring, quit my full-time job and just am, you know, uh, dissecting and just thinking about next steps. So then I, I'm now like, you know, I'm back with my, uh, one of my former employers is just part-time for now while I figure some things out because I also want to consider like moving, relocating, whatever, whatever. So, but one of the big things, cause I do have job offers and I, thankfully with everything going on, I can, you know, thankfully, but one of the big things that I've been considering is like, okay, do I want to make sure that I'm applying myself or possibly like relocating and going to work somewhere where I'm going to see more of me? And it feels like a part of me feels like, you know what, I might be a better asset there because you can really help with growth in that company because when there's more of you, maybe they'll take certain um, stressors and certain things that you have to say seriously where there needs to be change. You know what I mean? When you're the token, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh no, we don't have that here. You know, and it's mm-hmm. freaking 2020 climate, every company wants to roll out a diversity and inclusion thing. You're just like, miss me, like with it. Like, you know, right, so right, a part right. of me is just like, can I serve myself better to be in a community that serves more people like me, you know, clients like me and just whatever. So a part of me is proud to like consider that. And a part of me is like, well, are you bowing out? Like, I used to be proud to be in a sense that token because I wanted to lift somebody else up. I wanted to onboard more people and show that we can be in these spaces. I can sit at this table. So Mm -hmm. I am now in that internal conflict of, do I continue how I've been being the only person and continuing to put people on and, and like I said, knocking on the door and saying, we deserve a seat at this table just as, just as much. You had whether a preconceived notion as to how certain people, whether gender or culture can apply themselves in a company and you low-key high-key did your selection process in the hiring you know what I mean so part of me wants to continue grabbing more seats at the table and then a part of me now is just like I'm tired like 
I'm like now in my thirties and you want to think about other stuff, enjoying like building a family and enjoying like the fruits of your labor, your house and being outside. Like you just don't want to spend all the extra hours and just all the extra, like I'm spending all my time here during the day, half in a funk, you know what I mean? So that, you know, so it's just, I am literally tired and like just bringing all this up, even just right now with not even realizing that, you know, I'm going back into this where I should be this like vibrant adult, you know, as you get older, it's like, I have more of a voice and can't nobody like step on me or whatever. I have, I'm more experienced. You know, when you're young, sometimes you just take whatever is thrown at you. And now where I should be having more of a voice and I should be this confident, strong person. I'm realizing that I'm back to shrinking myself again. Hmm. So it's just rough and it's sad. Do you feel like if you went to a company where let's say maybe there are you know, 10 people in your department that look like you do you feel like that would like that camaraderie or just seeing these reflections of yourself would make for a better work environment and work experience and like overall and somehow the the pressures would be lessened for you to you know, I think that's the assumption. I think in being honest, as long as like the higher ups and directors yeah. are not people that can relate to your experiences, whether as if, you know, as long as you have more males hiring, you, they're not going to understand sometimes the need for certain scheduling issues. You know what I mean? That you just might yeah. come off as unreliable because like I said, now you're going on maternity leave or you left early because your child is sick. Like, so I think, yes, you need more people that can just relate in general, but you need people in those seats that matter. So sometimes just mm-hmm. seeing more right at the peer level or just above me, like a supervisor level sometimes is, because I've had that. It's not enough. I've had yeah. directors that have been female. I've had directors that have been um, persons of color. But like when you're not up there, up there in the decision making, policies, procedures, CEO, just, you know, vice of operations, things like that may not be enough. So I don't want to, you know, that was a great question. I, my, I'm just being honest that right now, I don't know. I think the assumption is that, yes, you know, it make for us a, 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 a um, a, a nicer and just more relatable work environment, but you just never know. Cause I'm not, you know, like I said, I may be the only person in my department, but for the overall company, um, lots of minorities overall in a lot of the companies that I've worked for. So it mm-hmm. does tend to be a, we're congregating the lunchroom kind of thing. And, you know, I'm never that person, you know, you'll sometimes find people that are in higher positions, just eat at their desk or, cause you know, they're just working while eating or they just mm-hmm. kind of stay to themselves. They don't get involved in the chit chat and the whatever I get involved in the chit chat. I'm going to talk to my people. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I get involved in the chit chat. Like, yeah. um, you know, just to lighten up the day. So it's not that I, yeah, I, I would, I can never work somewhere where it's like three or less of us, no matter the department, whether it's like, administrative like it cannot be a total of three or less you know what I mean definitely has to be a good tens twenties if not more so I know that for sure because I yes I do agree that that camaraderie would be there but I I literally don't know so I guess to be discussed (laughs) as I figure it out y'all are here (laughs) (laughs) yes keep us posted um you know but yeah that got a little heavy let's see are there any lighter labels that uh could bring bring the spirits up a little bit <laughs> i'll say this because we always laugh about like you know the punctuality thing and you know safety time does exist <laughs> i think it is a yes, reflection of if you're invested you're on time 
and I've, I've and I can be honest about that or like people make time for what they want to make time for now right. it Correct. started to like one thing to be late at work and I've told it's so funny I told HR this they just look at me like did you really just tell me this and I, I've told them I'm like because I've worked sometimes as salary you know and I work sometimes as hourly and if I'm salary and it's like if I feel like I can be more efficient during these hours and these may not be like the standard business hours working smarter, not harder here. Like I get more of my work done during these hours. I get more of a response time. We can get more tackled. So I don't need to be here at the crack of dawn at like eight, nine o'clock. You can see me at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> now you tell an HR. Yo, I have told hours. This is, you know, what turned 30. Me, this is only the last like three, four years. Back <laughs> then I couldn't tell HR that. But now it's just, and I, I mean, I have the receipts. It's like, look, yeah. I have been more efficient no, during true. these hours. Like just burn out this and you wonder why there's high turnover like let's just discuss maybe rolling schedule for some depending on the department you know how much of this can be done from home a day a week now look boom magically things can be done from home right before what it used to be like hesitation did this a whole pandemic you thought your job was gonna like close for like a couple weeks and magically it was two days and all right starting monday we're going to oh magically we can work from home now magically we we have that capacity Mm -hmm. Mm acceptable but yeah so I'm I'm that person that just typically just adjusts my uh time in whether in the professional or the personal setting and um Uh, when I was younger I used to try to make time for so many things that was a thing I would put all this mm -hmm, stuff on my mm -hmm. plate thinking like you're like so-and-so is going to be appreciated that I was even there and it started translating to oh, she's always late. Oh, she's always leaving early. Oh, she was barely there because maybe I'm, you know, stopping by here. Then I'm like, I want to stop by here. So-and-so's baby shower, so-and-so's birthday party, so-and-so's brunch, like spreading myself so thin. I was so tired. I was getting kicked back because they're thinking I'm not invested in the relationship um, versus maybe acknowledging at least I made the effort. And I, I started realizing that where it's like, maybe I'd have a birthday or I'd have a whatever. And it'd be like a oh, like my plan could be on a Saturday and someone's like, oh, well, I'm doing this on Friday. So I don't know what Saturday is going to look like, you know, uh, yada, yada. You're talking about a whole other day, like the next day, like you're not going to make an effort to try to recover to, to make to my thing in time. Okay. So I started realizing that, you know, people weren't keeping a certain energy that I was keeping with them. And then you want to like attack me for being late. Okay. I'm just not coming. This is, that's what has transpired now in my thirties where I'm maybe, you know, planning two things for the weekend max and they're not overlapping at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might and... plug a nap in between. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm no longer stopping through here. Oh, let me swing by this way. It's a, no, I had something else to do or no, I have a busy day on Monday. I'll see if I can make it, but you could count me as a no. Yeah. And now I'm on time. I, do the exact <laughs> I stop. I, I stop. Exactly. I stop our sweet and yes. And now I'm on time for the things that I do say yes to because boom, I'm just I'm just not gonna come. Yeah, I think time management is a skill that I haven't fully mastered. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, I'm 100% putting the blame on my child because that's crazy that's like when you turn 18 your credit's already ruined you have no idea how your credit is already ruined from what your parents did nah nah you know what because i used to be able to you know uh you know whatever get ready get myself together jump on the train 
get where I gotta go. Yeah, you know, whatever. And I and I could plan my time to a T, but now it's like <sighs> you get the text like, "Girl, where you at?" <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> listen i got half an eyelash and i'm changing a diaper i i can't i mean i'm gonna just uber i'm gonna get to, i'm gonna try to get to, i'm gonna try to get there when i get there uh that's work that's doctor's appointments no, that's that's true anything is- like i it's it is what it is but um but i think that i've built up the reputation already that I'm generally on time where now like people cut, cut me some slack I, I, think, <laughs> I think but it's it's it definitely has been going downhill uh, for work I mean absolutely I'm like listen you're lucky I made it here because I could have called <laughs> out <laughs> like, I, listen, yeah I, I do what I can I do what I can like I can't account for traffic I can't account to for, be honored I'm here today like <laughs> especially now I I hope that companies keep the same energy, just same work from home energy moving forward. And they just accept that and make it just a policy that, you know, you can either come in or work from home because the way I'm going to throw down, like that's going to be my joker every time. Like, okay, but I could do this from home. So I really don't even need to be here. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my plans moving forward but yeah time time management working on that working on that but <laughs> as always we're but working that's your progress label. that's but that's your that's, that's my your label. label that's my label you wear that proudly <laughs> you wear that proudly <laughs> yeah so in our 30s people this is the public service announcement being on time is late we are <laughs> respecting people's time this there's no shade to you. This is just a blanketed, nah, blanketed nah. error. This is correct. This is correct. We are respecting people's time. Because for me to get out the door and get to the reservation by 8 p.m., it took a whole lot. And you know what? I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay out. So that is I very valid with this late reservation. You said 8 p.m., and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant I was getting there like 6 15. Like, no. <laughs> If we got if we got an eight or eight p.m. reservation, because I, I know some of y'all still out here young and fast. If we got an eight p.m., I'm expecting dinner and conversation to wrap up nine thirty at the latest. <laughs> I should be in my bed ten fifteen. If, <laughs> if the reservation's at eight, I should be in my bed ten fifteen. That's including getting home, taking a quick shower, and everything. 10.15. I, I should be silk pajamas under the comforter. Like, that's Nah, me. I co-sign that. But something I'm on time for is my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, we're, not, we're, not playing, we're not playing games with yeah, that. Yeah, because so. you don't have to deal with the morning. You don't have to deal with that. Like, I can only imagine with a toddler. Like, I don't have to deal with that. I need the energy. Yeah. I, need, I need the new day. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you was trying it by even making the reservation for eight. <laughs> so listen my presence is a gift and we're here yeah. so i need you yeah. to honor but on top of it, it's respecting time yeah, and respecting time They're communication we need to learn how to communicate with each other that's my point like if i don't yes. hear from you 
like 10 minutes prior, you know, pulling up, I'll be there at this time, or you're giving me an update of your time of arrival, mm-hmm. um, let alone, that's like 10 minutes prior, let alone like 10 minutes after, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and we're just talking about just going to dinner, but that's across the board. That's across, where, yeah, yeah, that's across. Um, just clear communication and make your intentions straight. Um, stuff shouldn't be fuzzy like now you know like all that drama I'm not sure did you speak to so and so just be direct um and if you got held up you know you're not making it or you know whatever came up like just hit me like listen if you weren't feeling like it that afternoon don't wait till like 10 minutes before to tell me you know what I don't think I'm gonna make it you knew at 3 p.m this was a high no Exactly. Like it was a maybe, but leaning on a no. Exactly. Exactly. So, and just respect but, yeah. it. Like respect me by, uh, you know, respecting my time. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't have much of it. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> we're going to respect y'all time, you know, the listeners and whatnot. They're probably like, what is going on right now? They really turned. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we just trying to keep y'all in the know, you know? <laughs> try to make sure everybody on one accord. <laughs> weather broke out. You talking about some public service announcement. Oh, that's what we do it now. <laughs> Listen, the people gotta know what's going on out here. This is what we doing in our 30s, oh, man. man. That's what we doing. Oh, man. No, but for real. So, I mean, that that was we really touched on some topics and I know a lot of them are going to hit home, unfortunately, for too many um, mm-hmm. people. So, you know, and, and actively going through it and something, like I said, it, unfortunately we are going to still be constantly proving ourselves, whether at work, um, in relationships, um, you know, as we grow apart um, from our family and certain traditions and things like that. It's like, you're put in a box and you were limited and you're trying to make a voice for yourself. So, um, it's going to be a continued struggle. You know, it's most likely what the thirties are made of really just defining who you are and getting the respect for who you are and knowing your worth. Um, so I think overall, you know, some takeaways are just don't feel the pressure to fit in the box or if you put yourself in that box unknowing, like if you started limiting yourself because of it, you know, just, just taking that moment to really just realize it and, and, and hopping out, hopping out the box, sis. Yeah. Break free, <laughs> break free. Don't let the chains bind you. Yeah, Like you, you make your own um, expectations for your life. Yes. Yes. Meet your own expectations. And to anyone that is out there, labeling and putting people in boxes uh how about you mind your business <laughs> let's end let's, let's end with that how about you mind right. your business i'm doing what i'm doing over here over here in my life <laughs> in my path okay if i if i'm late i'm late okay if i'm angry and i'm the angry black woman this tuesday let me do that yes Okay. If I'm loud, if I'm quote unquote intimidating, if I have an attitude or if it's a, you're going to, you know, if I, if I wear it on my sleeve and everybody knows what's on my mind, that's fine. That is fine. That's who I am. And that's what I'm bringing to the table. And that's my asset. 
Absolutely. And stand tall in that. Um, <laughs> stay with us. Keep the conversation going. We really enjoy all the comments and just the engagement that's been going on. You know, as always, we can be found turn 30 um, podcast. That's T-U-R-N-T number 30 podcast. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.